So, Gunnar, what's new? Hey, Dave. Uh, what's new? Well, so I got I got two things that are new since mm-hmm. we last spoke. Uh, the first is I I enjoyed a trip to uh, Galveston, Texas. Who doesn't? I don't know anybody who doesn't enjoy a good trip to Galveston. It's a uh, it's nice. It's a you know your standard issue Southern beach town. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we enjoyed the the warm brown waters of the Gulf of Mexico. There were no oil spills. Mm-hmm. No obvious oil spills, I should say. Right. Uh, we had a we had a, a shave ice mini golf. I did not get a sunburn. Huge success. Good. Yeah, huge yeah. success. Nice. Yeah, it's great. Um, and the second thing I wanted to I wanted to to share with you is uh, I watched um, I watched this a while ago, but I don't think we've had a chance to talk about it on the show yet. Um, you might have heard some of the buzz about uh, Bo Burnham the comedian uh, mm-hmm. has a special on Netflix called Inside, uh, mm-hmm. which he made himself while he was quarantined in this last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is, Dave, it is sublime. Mm. Uh, and it, if there's anybody who listens to the show that has not watched this, that has not watched this special Inside by Bo Burnham, they should. Mm-hmm. It, uh, mm-hmm. Several of the themes that we talk about on this show are also touched on in uh uh, in in this movie, and it is funny. It is thoughtful. Uh, it is just a wonderful human work of art, I, and mm. I recommend it to everybody. It is great. Yeah, now, and I got to watch the whole thing myself. But it, it, at what he filmed it all by himself in his apartment. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He filmed it's a like a full. I think it's like ninety minutes long, um, mm-hmm. and it took him most of the year to, to film it. It is, uh, it's not just, uh, somebody sitting on a, uh, sitting on a chair in front of a video camera. Right. It's, uh, right. Yeah. Difficult to describe, but it is, uh, it is very thoughtful, uh, and, uh, really quite an achievement. It's great. Good. Excellent. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Two big thumbs up. Yeah. 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 So how about you? So, yeah. So I went to a concert last week. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. what was that? Did you have to did you have to get up in the hazmat suit like in like in arrival, you know, with the big orange yeah. thing with the right. uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then at, and leaving, they spray you down and right, you have to change your clothes. And, yeah. Um, exactly. That's that's how they did it. Um, no, it was it was at a, a brand new little teeny tiny amphitheater. Uh, in Cincinnati in between the uh, football stadium and the baseball stadium. And it was the Foo Fighters. And uh, it was, it was just a wonderful time. And uh, I guess there's like some sort of 11 o'clock curfew there where, you know, like, like they got to have everything turned off by um, 11 for noise ordinances or whatever, but they played uh, from the time they got on stage until like literally 11 o'clock, I was, I was looking at my watch and as soon as it clicked over to 11, they were done. Um, so definitely got, got my money's worth. And yeah, with this Delta variant, who knows when I'm going to see another concert. So it was nice to sort of do that, get it out of my system. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And what better way to do it than with uh, Dave Grohl, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He was still as charming as, as ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it, it was like, he was like, it was a brand new, uh, uh, like amphitheater. Right. And it's like, 
he's like, wow, what, what is this smell? And it's, it's like this plastic, like AstroTurf grass sort of thing in front of it, you know, uh, no, no chairs. And he's like, yeah, it smells like plastic and weed here. And, uh, <laughs> and then later on in the concert, he's like, yeah, the smell is getting worse. Now it's starting to smell like sauerkraut and, and weed. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but it, it was, it was fun. Definitely an entertainer. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, that's great. Good for you. I'm glad you, yeah. glad you got a chance to get to go see him. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we got a, a jam packed show uh, lined up here. So I'm uh, ready. Tell me, tell yeah. me all about it. Yeah, we're going to talk about norms uh, today. So the norms of uh, dream coercion, the norms of encrypted messaging, and the norms of ransomware theory. That's uh, those sound like some of those don't sound like norms that we should have, but it's but norms norms, norms for coercion. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. perfectly normal. Sense. Now that this is another day in the office for us, I'm telling you. <laughs> So um, yeah, to to provide feedback about the norms, uh, where should we send them? Oh well, folks should go to uh, dgshow.org. Uh, that's uh, D as in Dave, G as in Gunner Show. dot org. And mm -hmm. uh, and if you have an account on the on the Twitter on the Twitter, you can go mm -hmm. to uh, at dgshow.org. That's uh, D as in Dave, G as in Gunner Show. D o t o r g. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And uh, the. The cutting room floor is all musical uh, in, in uh, the spirit of me seeing that concert last week. So um, we got Smells Like Teen Spirit uh, performed in Latin. We got Frozen's Let It Go performed in Klingon. Uh, and if you don't like Frozen, we got Don't Stop Believing performed in Klingon. Um, <laughs> the Subterranean Homesick Blues performed in a regional jet restroom. Um, <laughs> so, and, and that's uh, performed by the Airline Toilets uh, Theater Company, which is that guy that, that runs that theater company. He's also a member of the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain, as we've talked about oh, in the past. Of course, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, it all comes together. Yeah, and this may be relevant uh, if there's a song, Take On Me, uh, but it's performed by uh, a guy slapping his own face. It seems appropriate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And then uh, the Sublime Text Editor. So as uh, uh, you know, as long as you're typing, it will keep playing the the Sublime song "What I Got." And as soon as you stop <laughs> typing, it'll it'll stop playing that song. So it encourages you to keep typing or not typing. <laughs> it was gr it's great. It's a, it's a good time. Yeah. The Sublime Text Editor is a, is a good time. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they need to do like the inverse of it too, so that as long as you're typing, it won't play that song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I could use that when I'm on deadline. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's let so we got some follow-up here. Uh okay. so you know, yeah. So um if you go back to the uh have you ever done lucid dreaming or or tried to uh, get into that? I try, you know, when I was a, I feel like uh, when I was a teenager, I tried to, I tried to play with lucid dreaming a bit, and I, I, I did not have the necessary discipline. I think it didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't really work out the way that the way that I wanted. Oh, was that like a Queen's Rake, uh silent lucidity? That, that's what got you into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. As a huge Queen's fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, so, you know, lucid dreaming, um, that's where, you know, you're dreaming, but uh, you know that you're in a dream and you could do whatever you want inside that dream. And I, I don't try to do it, but sometimes I like realize I'm in a, in a dream state and, uh, you know, have fun with it. Um, but there were actually, uh, I guess there were people that were um, lucid dreamers that, you know, they were aware that they were dreaming and uh, scientists got them to be able to answer questions while they were dreaming as well as uh, solve math problems as they were sleeping. Neat. So, yeah. And, and uh, you know, follow-up wise, if you go back to the Super Bowl, um, there was a promotion that was done by the Molson Coors Beverage Company. Um, they did an online advertising campaign uh, that ran during the Super Bowl. And um, uh, so what what they had everybody do is watch a 90-second video featuring flowing waterfalls, cool mountain air, and Coors beer right before falling asleep. And um, they actually did a study uh, with, the, a uh, I guess, a somewhat scientific study. They had 18 people do it. Uh, 12 of them were paid actors. And... Um, uh, when the uh, participants awoke from the REM sleep, uh, five of the 18 reported dreaming about Coors beer or seltzer. <laughs> Which, I guess for advertising, I'm not sure if that's a good hit rate or not. 18, five of 18, is that good? Uh, maybe that's well, good. What do they say? Half of, the, half of the money on advertising is wasted, but they don't know which half. So Right, yeah, right, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, but uh, but also if you think about like click rates for ads and all that, um, you know, you're getting getting uh, you know five out of eighteen. That's not terrible, right? That's true. Um, that's true for ninety yeah. seconds worth of video watching. So, um, but uh, yeah, how, so how do you feel about like uh, you know like optimizing your ad experience to like would you uh, sign up to be uh, the uh, company's? Uh, um, encourage you to dream about them well so so here's the, so on so if i'm watching tv so let's say i'm watching the super bowl there's a trade going mm -hmm. on right there's a contract and the contract mm -hmm. is i get to watch this super bowl game for free mostly and mm -hmm. in exchange this advertiser is going to spend an exorbitant amount of money to put a message in front of me right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i don't need anyone's help to go to sleep Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like under what circumstances would I subject my sleep ritual to an advertiser? Right. It would have to be surreptitious. Right. Maybe. Or, like or what if you got uh, like uh, coupons for uh, Coors uh, Seltzer? Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe they do a, a, cro a synergy cross branding deal with like the calm meditation app where they uh, where they do a little yeah, bumper right before the meditation session or whatever. Right? Yeah, and it's free, right? And it's free. You right. you hear the, you know, the, the meditation app is free in exchange for hearing the cool rushing water of, uh, uh, from the Rockies. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, huh. Yeah, I wonder, what do you, I guess you're kind of limited in the things you could sell in a, in that kind of context, right? You could sell, uh, Fluids, I suppose, uh, umbrellas, you know, for the rain, for the rain setting, right? Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Surfboards for the ocean thing, suntan lotion, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Seems seems like a limited limited 
even if the FXC is very high, it seems like a, there's a li limited range of motion here. I mean, or the, maybe I just don't have enough imagination. I'm not an advertiser. Yeah, you, you need to sit down with the marketing people and see what, what there's probably unlimited uh, potential here. But yeah, uh, yeah but for, for your dreams, though, it's it's unlimited. You know, it's, 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 uh, uh, you could just, uh, you know, anything you could dream. Um, you know, you can have a sponsor, uh, you know, have it, uh, you know, Chevrolet uh, sponsor, uh, you know, you riding a Camaro uh, while, while in your dreams. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, this, uh, I don't know if this is going anywhere. I feel, although maybe turn it around, maybe if I could get paid to dream about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of like, you know, yeah. what's in it for you, right? Where it's yeah, like, right. um, yeah, you you get discounts for your your uh, uh, core seltzer and uh, you know and uh, <laughs> you know and it's like you can you can have dreams about enjoying a nice uh, cool course uh, seltzer. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And but the other thing related to that, also yet unrelated, both uh, Google and Amazon, you know how they have the little nest uh alexa thing and and you know they have the one that you set by your bed um mm -hmm. they both are there's one that uh like the the new nest hub the second generation it already can monitor you while you sleep mm -hmm. without having like a wearable on you it'll just mm -hmm. it'll just look at you right mm -hmm. um and listen and then amazon's doing something similar with uh with a radar sensor um, to sense your motion and to see how well you're sleeping and, you know, like um, uh, measure your sleep quality. But um, at least Google says uh, right now that they don't use it to optimize your ad experience. But I can imagine, would, do, you, do you see any sort of synergies there between, you know, the lucid dreaming and then it's like, oh, the gunner's in a state of REM sleep and it's like uh, cue the uh, the cool rushing waters from the Rockies and, uh, so, you know, you could you could uh, start um, enjoying a, a a nice coarse seltzer um, in in your mm -hmm. dreams. Yeah. Well, I'm also thinking that you know, often you know, with the with like the Nest Hub and and other devices like that, like that's that's where your sleep sounds come from, right? Like that's where you get your mm -hmm. ocean waves and your rain and your uh, forest sounds and whatnot. And uh, it seems like we're one short step away from. I don't know why they're. Kind of pussyfooting around this, like, a, why don't they just uh, like subliminal messages, right? Right, it seems obvious. Yeah. And you get a nice discount, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then with the me band, you know, it's like, you know, hey, Dave, you seem stressed. How about a nice uh, Bud Light seltzer or a Coors uh, seltzer? And and yeah, just uh, you know, it could, it, yeah, your sleep quality is pretty bad. How'd you like to have a um. And then they could do A/B testing too, right? With mm -hmm. uh, let's let's have some sounds and let's see how you respond to it during this REM cycle versus the other one, and yeah. uh, have all kind of fun with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, no downside. None. Yeah, None. that's right. You need I need help from Google and all of their advertising partners in nearly every aspect of my life. So it's nice mm -hmm. to see them innovating in this uh, in this space. Yeah, and it, well, all while you sleep. Um, so you don't have to, <laughs> you don't even have to be conscious for it. So it's, it's really nice. Right. Relieving yeah, me of the, um, the burden of decision-making. It's nice. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Um, uh, freedom is slavery. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so 
uh, speaking of unlimited upside potential, uh, there's you know, like, have you heard about that um, uh, anon uh, social or not social networking, uh, like secure messaging app? Yes, I did. I did hear about this. I, well, I heard about this once once the news came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you deleted it off your phone immediately. You know, I was surprised. I was surprised actually that I had not already installed it. <laughs> I was yeah. pleasantly surprised that I had not already installed it. So what you're you're like going through the the cycle of all the different uh, uh, mess uh, secure messaging apps and and uh, kicking the tires or you're. you're you go that way? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I, you know, I settled on, I settled on, on fan favorite signal, right? And I think mm -hmm. that's where I stopped, right? But I think if I had kept yeah. searching, I probably would have eventually stumbled onto Anom, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it winds up uh, Anom for those that, that haven't followed. It's actually uh, uh, an FBI honeypot, uh, which you know came out. It was public, and uh, they used that to catch uh, a lot of like, uh, I guess, drug cartel folks and, and things like that. But there is actually a um, some folks that made a uh, a phone. It's basically they they took a, a Google Pixel 4a and um, uh, do did a security enhanced version of it that was like meant for the drug traffickers to use this unbreakable phone, right? And it it was even to the point where you enter a passcode, it'll boot up in one direction. If you enter a different passcode, it'll it'll boot up into uh, another um, another OS boot like the the you know the secure version right mm -hmm. um, and then once you're logged in it's like there are apps for um, uh, you know different apps for uh, you know Tinder Instagram Facebook Netflix and Candy Crush but none of them work um, and tapping the icons didn't do anything um, but then um, you reboot it into the other one. And it replaces those apps. Um, there's like a clock, a calculator, and like the thing is, is that if you open the calculator up, it's not really a calculator. It it launches the uh, anon messaging app, and um, but anyhow, it's like I guess I guess the FBI did that whole thing in terms of uh, uh, you know making not just putting the the chat app out there, but having entire um, mobile phones with its own operating system on there for people to use. And um, somebody from, uh, I think it was Motherboard, uh, they, they got one uh, for a ridiculously low price. And uh, now they understand why uh, off the internet. And, <laughs> and I guess there was like, you know, like there's the, um, there's a setting to turn the location tracking off and on. Um, but um, we're actually, you know, there is ordinarily, but with this uh, security enhanced version, there's no option to turn uh, the tracking off and uh, <laughs> which would be a red flag, right? Um, right? At least you would think you would have the button like a like a like a placebo um, uh, uh, tracking button, right? Yeah. That would yeah. Yeah. you know you you turn it off, but it's not. it's still tracking, but uh, you know there's always version two. But uh, that's so that's so clever. It's a supply chain attack, right? Mm -hmm. right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think what they did was that the FBI muscled in on like the the Anom manufacturers, and it's like, well, look, in in you know, in terms to get like a reduced sentence or something like that. It's like you got to play ball here, and 
Um, so they they basically uh, did all that. So um, yeah, way to go. Um, should we be worried, Dave, about the fact that the FBI actually performed a supply chain attack on anybody who used Dana Light? It's not like they. Because the legality of this is is not clear to me because it's not like this can be targeted, right? Mm -hmm. It's just whoever was using it is now subject right. to FBI surveillance, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. And and like you know, I you know, did did you really need to get like a warrant for every person that was using the app? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't, surely some lawyer at, F, at the FBI decided it was okay, but it's on the face of it, it seems ethically tricky. <laughs> I'll put it that mm -hmm. way, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if, uh, and I guess if it's uh, uh, an app used exclusively by criminals, uh, I guess people could sleep with a clear conscience, maybe. Um, but, Is there such a uh, thing? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. if, uh, yep. If it, what is it? If you outlaw the encryption, only criminals will use encryption. So there you have it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, speaking of Signal and mm -hmm. WhatsApp and all that, um, how much are you a fan of disappearing messages within those apps? Oh, you mean the uh, the cute animation that when you send the message, then uh, it shimmers away? Is that what you mean? Uh, well, like it, like it, they, the, you could send a message with like a self-destruct time that it's like they're, they're ephemeral. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I understand. Okay. I have two, there's, I have two competing, uh, I have two competing forces at work inside me. The first is the digital, uh, hoarder, right? Um, every email gets saved. Every message gets mm -hmm. saved total complete digital record just in case right that's mm -hmm. that's one that's one force inside me the other force inside me is everything should be ephemeral because keeping it around is just a security risk only bad things can happen if somebody could go through all my old emails and, and text messages mm -hmm. it's all downside and so delete it um so yeah i i struggle with this uh frequently how about you are you a hoarder or uh you are, are you favoring yeah. the ephemeral messages um, well, that to me, I think it's it's the that tyranny of the default, right? Where, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, like think about the norms of like somebody that you meet on the street. Um, you know, it's like, hey, here's my cell phone number, and you could text them, right? Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, you send them a message over Signal, and would people be like, whoa, what's this guy? What's he going to be doing? Sending me, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, what's he up to? He's using Signal. He can't be up to any good. And then all of a sudden, not only are you sending um, uh, messages over Signal, but you're sending ephemeral ones that self-destruct. And it's like, what's he trying to do? Of of like, he doesn't trust me, or or things like that. And like, how how what like what do you think about that? And how do you get people to adopt the use of Signal if they're? It's like I'm texting. What's wrong with texting? Um, yes. I'm not doing anything wrong. So why use Signal? Right, right. Yes, because it, yeah, it, you want to. Well, speak, speaking of norms, you want to make sure that using Signal is a norm itself. Um, right. On the other hand, it's difficult to imagine something more suspicious than sending self-destructing uh, messages. Right, and that's that. To me, that's like a second. Um, 
it's like a it's like two norms that you would have to overcome uh, mm -hmm. to get to that point where yeah. you know it's like 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 in your case you know it's like you meet somebody and then they start texting you back and forth how do you like say hey let's take this over to signal like do you do that or do you just you know like how do you how do you expand your signal network yeah i um that's an interesting question i feel like there's a set of people in my life friends colleagues and so on who i just kind of know are using signal because they're the kind right. of person who would use signal and so for them i will for them i'll use signal um my mom on the other hand is probably unlikely to use signal because she is not uh paranoid or preoccupied with security in the same way that i am so she's good so she's gonna use regular text messages so i'll use regular text messages with her um uh but it's not like i'm not in signal i'm not trying to build out a signal network for its own sake right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so you're like meeting people where they are i guess yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah that's a good that's how i do it yeah, like for me, it's well, and then there's the network effect and the value of the network effect of like the signal becomes more valuable the more people you get to use it. Where like mm -hmm. I feel like, like with me and signal, it's like I feel like one guy with one fax machine and I have nobody to fax. <laughs> right. You know, and yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't have the need to. And if somebody, you know, somebody hits me up, I'll be delighted. You know, I, that, oh, I got a fax. This is awesome. You know, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, but the the thing that that people often overlook when it comes to things like WhatsApp and Signal is that I guess the messages are not backed up to the cloud, and it's they're stored on your phone. And I could be wrong here, um, but you know what they're saying is that the a side benefit of the um, ephemeral messages is that they delete themselves after a period of time where they can't be saved, so it doesn't clog your phone up with right. um you know videos or or messages it just you know where you know the storage keeps getting you know you you, you fill your phone up but you know is is that really going to matter a couple of years from now when you have like a terabyte on your phone um of yeah. storage i don't know yeah i would I, I feel like i would have to send an awful lot of text messages uh before i can outrun the uh, storage density curve you know what i mean yes yeah Kreider's law yeah yeah right yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we solved that. Um, and then, well, it's also the, you know, the other thing is, like you said, it's like there's the, the, the security paranoia part, but then there's the other side, the benefit of uh, searching, right? Mm -hmm. and, and like your phone being that sort of like outboard uh, long-term memory for you. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I could I could search Google and you know search your Gmail and it picks up all your chats and you know there's a lot of value in that where it's like, yeah, I don't need to commit this stuff to long term memory and I can you know I could find that oh yeah I did meet with this person and I could dig up in my notes where you know what I had written down but mm -hmm. um, yeah and the other thing I noticed too and I don't know if you notice this is that on the enterprise version of Google Chat you can delete and edit messages. Whereas on the like uh, personal side of Gmail, you know, mm -hmm. um, you can't you can't edit or delete messages, or at least of, of what I've seen. Oh yeah, no, I'm forever editing messages that I send at work. I do that all yes. the time. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I'm just moving too fast, right? And it's like, yeah, that makes no sense. Or I meant yeah. to put a yeah. knot in there, and and it's like you <laughs> got to claw that back, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right. Now, now let's let's talk uh, ransomware and geopolitics. Okay. So this is, this is red meat for a lot of our uh, a lot of our listeners. Um, so there was um, really interesting. I guess it was a blog post uh, or or essay that this person wrote, and it was on Politico. Uh, it was a, a letter to the editor or something like that editorial, and um, uh, using uh, game theory to study ransomware, mm-hmm. and and it was interesting about how you know it's like right now it's being used for asymmetric warfare, right? Where you have a couple things. One is that you can get a a country or a group of people that don't need to be extremely well funded to do a severe amount of damage um, mm-hmm. at a large scale, especially when you know there there are very high value targets that aren't secure, and mm-hmm. somebody can go in and lock them up and with ransomware and everything, um, as opposed to say terrorism and uh, other things. And you know, like imagine, like remember when you know people would hijack planes for ransom, and um, right. you know it's like. This is a much more cost-effective, lower-risk way to do it from anywhere. And uh, but um, so they said that the other thing that they talked about was the um, the other benefit of ransomware is that like if you have you know you take something hostage right like a, like an airplane you hijack an airplane um, you need to actively the the person doing the hijacking needs to actively, you know, have their guard up and make sure that the SWAT team doesn't come in and take them out and make sure the passengers don't revolt or anything like that. Whereas for, if you're doing ransomware, all you got to do is get in there and encrypt the data and you could just totally evaporate and you're, you're fine. Right. Yep. You don't, you don't need to actively defend it. So, you know, that was, that was pretty interesting in terms of eliminating the need to physically occupy a building or, you know, taking hostages. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know the the and it's like I'm reading this and I'm like wow this really sucks and uh, uh, you know it's and but what they were saying in the the person was saying in in the article is that um, maybe uh, you know nation states or like the the you know are there ways that you could do similar hostage taking on the good guy side right. Mm-hmm of like, oh, I knew that this country did ransomware and it's like, okay, well, if you're not gonna decrypt mine, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna encrypt your stuff. And then it right. it, it ends up being this, you know, cyber being that domain, uh, like another domain like air and, you know, space and, and land and uh, <laughs> sea and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so you could have this mutual hostage relationship and negotiate for the return of both of them. And then also they talked about um, proportionally responding to malicious campaigns. Uh, what they said with, was without violating international norms, which I don't know if that's true or not. But um, but what's your what's your take on all that in terms of the you know ransomware, asymmetrical warfare, and also uh, you know balancing it out and using ransomware as a weapon to fight the people that are doing ransomware. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see that there's any. I don't see that. I don't. It doesn't seem like there's a problem per se with using ransomware to retaliate, right? But I think the problem, mm-hmm. one of the challenges, as you said, with ransomware is that it is the attribution, right? It's making sure that you are exacting your revenge on the right person. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think with ransomware, or as with as we've discussed many times on the show, 
as with any kind of computer ne network attack, attribution is uh, famously difficult. And so mm -hmm. in order to create, actually create the correct hostage situation or create a balanced hostage situation, you would need to know who is actually behind the attack, which may not necessarily be the person who actually did the ransomware attack in the mm -hmm. first place, right? Maybe something mm -hmm. else, especially knowing, you know, how much, well, we know that both China and Russia use uh, criminal organizations as kind of cutouts, right, to go do mm -hmm. the work. Um, and so while this may superficially look like whatever, a bunch of Ukrainian gangsters, uh, it may in fact be like a Russian intelligence service, just to yeah, you know, crazy example. We're subbed out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so... Yep. Um, and that becomes important because uh, if it was just uh, an entrepreneurial Ukrainian criminal organization uh, creating a ransomware situation, that's one thing and would require uh, if oh, so, okay, Ukrainian criminal organization takes uh, whatever the Eastern Seaboard's gas pipeline hostage. Hypothetical mm -hmm. example. Yeah, um, yeah, ne never happened, it, but yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. But if it was a uh, it was a Ukrainian criminal organization, um, then then it's kind of like, now we're talking about kind of an FBI matter right now. It's okay, so now this is a mm -hmm. criminal organization and now we're gonna do a ransomware and we're gonna go uh, lock up their servers in Kiev and we're gonna solve it this way. Um, but if it is the Russian intelligence service behind that, now you're gonna retaliate differently and you may not even want to retaliate in a ransomware way. You may wanna use like the threat of conventional weapons or the mm -hmm. or i mean i think the u.s doctrine is still like nuclear weapons are still on the table if there's a if there's a cyber attack right um mm -hmm. and so just depending on the severity uh so anyway it all, it all comes down to this question of like is ransomware on the table for retaliation sure why not um but yeah. the making sure that it is a proportional response is the tricky part because of the attribution problem right right yeah and and also um yeah, hey, I'll you know I'll lock up some Ukrainian or whatever name your favorite countries. Uh, I'll lock up their transit system and or or a power plant or something, and then people die because mm -hmm. of it, right? And it's like, right. uh, and is is that proportional or not? Especially yeah. if yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. Well, you know what's interesting too is like within the case of that gas pipeline, my understanding is that they didn't actually interfere with like the mechanics of the gas pipeline. What they attacked was the ability to bill for that gas pipeline, yes. which yes. is why the delivery stopped, right? And in the case of uh, there was one case of like several hospitals got locked up, and what got locked up was maybe it was the medical records, but it seemed like the hospitals were mostly worried about the fact that they couldn't bill anybody, um, mm. or their their billing system was locked up, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so. I don't know, you kind of got to wonder like, well, okay, if it's somebody's billing system that got locked up, um, that seems that seems kind of more straightforwardly criminal, right? And like, mm -hmm, they're not mm -hmm. actually, you know, uh, shutting off electricity to the building or, you know, interfering with care per se, right? They're just interfering with the ability for that hospital or that gas company to make money, I suppose. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. They're not make, they're not turning off like heart-lung machines or... Right, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's a that's. But still, it's like I'm sure there are plenty of of places that have had their stuff encrypted beyond billing and beyond the money part, right? Of of yeah, like patient right. records and and oh, we encrypt the patient records and somebody gets in there and it's like oh, we need to look at their history and, and all that. Yeah, but right. uh, 
Yeah. Well, so and, you know, what, what, any complex yeah. system, like all this stuff is connected, right? I mean, I think my understanding is that the folks who took that, that gas company for ransom uh, were as surprised as everyone else when they discovered that the gas delivery got shut off, right? They were like, that was, my understanding is that they, they, they sent a message saying like, we didn't intend for this to be as dramatic as it was. <laughs> like we really just needed a couple million dollars um, yeah. and weren't intending to, you know, jack up the access to uh, gasoline in Atlanta, right? <laughs> that, wasn't, that, yeah. wasn't, that wasn't part of the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you were um, uh, the president and you know what 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 would what would your foreign policy be for this hypothetical world? Well, it, it's a, so uh, as as an expert on uh, on this topic, Dave, um, mm -hmm. having studied all the material very carefully, uh, mm -hmm. I think doing basically what we're doing now is like uh, so. Number one, all the options are on the table, right? Mm -hmm. um, don't think that just because it's a computer attack that it is somehow less dire than any other kind of like you know kinetic attack. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's the that's the first thing. All the cards mm -hmm. are still on the table. That's uh, and then the second is um, establishing international norms on like what is allowed and what isn't allowed. Like locking up a hospital probably out of bounds, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And uh, on the other hand, like seizing somebody's police station or like locking up criminal records or something like that. You know that that seems that seems fair. Right. That seems mm -hmm. that seems in imbalance. Obviously, like attacking a military base. Yeah, of course you're going to do that. Right. That mm -hmm. that would be imbalance. Um, and so, uh, but making sure that those norms are well understood uh, and that there are consequences for not following those norms is uh, mm -hmm. is important. Right. This whole thing where like countries are using these proxy actors in order to do that. I mean, that just seems. Uh, that seems exceedingly risky and dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're doing it for sensible reasons, like as you say, like game theory tells you you should be doing that, right? Um, mm -hmm. But it creates so much uncertainty that there is bound to be a misunderstanding at some point, right? And that seems dangerous in ways that people can't really predict. Yeah, yeah. And nine times out of 10, you think it's at one country. And then the 10th time, you think it's that country, but it wasn't. And yeah. That's right. Yeah. I feel like I've read a Tom Clancy novel about stuff like this, right? It's like mm -hmm. the unintended consequences, right? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, and what about, thinking. yeah, what about the, but the, like, the other thing I think about is like, think about like the Israelis who they, they mm -hmm. have uh, long memories, right? Yeah. And uh, could, like, I could also imagine them like, a country doing disruption of, you know, under the covers in ways that, you know, doesn't get reported in the news, right? Yes. Of yeah. like, imagine the Ukrainian mob, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, they get a, um, you know, their their Bitcoin wallet gets, you know, compromised yeah. and, and they get cleaned yeah. out, right? right? And, right. you know, will people publicly write a letter of, you know, put it in the news saying, oh, I've been robbed and, you know, right. and, you know, they won't do that. Right. And it's like, can you set that up enough to make it, uh, it like that shot across the bow of like, okay, you know, you're, um, you know, it's like, who's next? And, you know, they could, you know, so I, I think that could be an option too. The world is All more right. brutal than I would like, Dave. That's the moral of the story. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, um, 
yeah, I, I wish it was uh, nicer. And you know, people are always looking for a way to take advantage of people, and not it's not cool. Agreed. Yeah. Hmm. So on that high note, um, mm -hmm. let's let's close things out. Uh, so if if people need to uh, get some uh, journey covers performed in Klingon and uh, um, you know uh, get some face smacking uh, going, uh, you know where should we send them? Yeah, um, <laughs> you can go to uh, dgshow.org. It's D as in Dave, G as in Gunner Show.org, and follow us on Twitter at dgshow.org. Dgshow, D-O-T-O-R-G. All right, awesome, awesome. So here we go. Um, happy August to everybody, and uh, we'll catch everybody next time. Yeah, happy August, everyone.